Welcome to Witter Digital's Unsupervised, a new podcast series that brings you personal perspectives from the front lines of modern visual effects. This is a closed door session, so come on in and shut the door behind you. My name is Maxwell Barrett, and today I'm sitting down with visual effects supervisor Matt Aiken and animation supervisor Sydney Combo Contombo as they talk about their work on Avengers Endgame. So I guess we got together for the first time on Avengers Infinity War. The first introduction to Matt and... Yeah, the first show where I uh, supervised the show, not the sequence. I really think of this um, as a two-film project, Infinity War and Endgame. And Infinity War was the first time that we had worked with this particular team at Marvel. So um, we really had to get to know them. But the more time that you're on set, the more you earn their trust. And they see that you want to collaborate and it gets to the point where they put me on certain stages just to look after them all by myself and oh, I did yeah. some um, some utility directing with key cast and how is it that it's only now that I hear that <laughs> yeah I had a lot of fun you, you probably should come on set more right yeah. how was it on set were they relaxed I remember on the, on the Infinity War the um that tension on on set as well where they were shooting just brolin i am inevitable yeah for sure and i think this is thanos is their first lead digital performance mm-hmm. in, in all of the mcu films yeah. they had rocket and groot who are who are entirely digital characters yeah. but 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 not leading a film to the extent that Thanos did with Infinity War. And they are not as a humanoid as Thanos That's is. That's right. Rocket is forgiving in a lot of uh, details that nobody can question because nobody has seen a raccoon talking. You're right. I think that they were very focused on getting him right. But yeah. I think they worked through a lot of that in pre-production. And Josh was really into it. Yeah, he, yeah. he he took to it straight away. He he seemed to understand the process. Yeah. And he really, really seemed to be enjoying it as well. Yeah. And I think you also went back... Um, on stage shooting because we made that uh, list yeah. of uh, vignettes that we needed uh, Marvel to provide us with yeah. and and you went over there and uh, you you directed them yeah that was me and a stunt coordinator with a bunch of stunt performers yeah. and um, you were really good you were like no we need to maintain the, the all this individual color yeah. and and um, character so that the background battle just doesn't get into this mush it was good to see how marvel react to to the list straight away they were happy to to include that in their uh, schedule they gave us three days yeah and um three and days of shooting is not nothing no no and and a bunch of performers yeah. and um, the performers are really enthusiastic yeah. so <laughs> so it's like okay you guys are gonna be sakarans and you guys are gonna be sorcerers and yeah. And you're all going to get taken out. <laughs> so we just do these repeated clashes yeah. and, like you say, get these vignettes, which yeah, yeah. we were able to kind of lift and essentially populate into yeah. the background of the battle and, yeah. and gave us a lot of that color. The other thing that we try to do there as well is uh, uh, maintain the story, right? Uh, that uh, you have the feeling at the beginning uh, that the, the hero's going to win because you see a lot of them taking down the villains and as the battle progresses... You, you see how much, how outnumbered the, the hero army is. Uh, and it was good to see that happening in the vignettes as well. I guess uh, it takes like three or four viewing for yeah. uh, the audiences to catch what is happening in the background. But it was great to have that uh, thought process go in the background action as well. You can go and see this film multiple times and you'll yeah. see something different every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe on the third or fourth time you'll see how the duck for the <laughs> for the first time yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um it's um it's i still think that even for the for people seeing the film for the first time yeah. having that complexity and that richness yeah. adds to the experience yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 if anything it makes it um more a more believable experience yeah. that you know um that there's all that richness in the environment to me uh, what made this show an enjoyable process was mainly that the the fact that we there there were no taboos no, they were really fantastic yeah. like that um everybody um on the filmmaker's side was just very open to collaborating with us in that yeah. way and and engaging with us and and accepting our suggestions yeah, and yeah. um which makes for a really like you say a really yeah. amazing experience yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it very very much the other thing i'm fascinated with uh, um we've your type of role uh, vfx supervising is mm-hmm. how you get to know which department has to start first yeah asset dailies is really the first formal meeting that we have and on end game yeah. as you know there are a lot of assets <laughs> there are digi doubles for pretty much everybody who's ever appeared in the MCU <laughs> and it was a cg environment oh and boy. weapons and vehicles yeah. so yeah asset dailies um i don't think we ever finished asset dailies on time i think we always ran over <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah everybody's there you know all yeah. all the pre-production departments are there yeah. that you you're there or somebody from your animation yeah. department yeah. is there yeah. um, which is crucial yeah. um to 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 um to making things run smoothly i think endgame in that matter is uh, the show where we had from a, a motion point of view the most collaborative conversations with other departments we had to talk to everybody yeah. to make sure that we we had we received what we needed when we needed it another meeting that i thought was really great yeah. on the show was that weekly meeting that we did which was with each of your teams so yeah. that was a really good meeting just for kind of like um identifying possible bottlenecks and possible yeah. hitches and just uh, clearing them away you take advantage of a place like uh, uh weather uh with so much history in uh, in term of uh, dealing with scale That was the first thing I was scared of. Mm. But the uh, Lord of the Rings experience uh, kicks in and uh, helps yeah. uh, tremendously with uh, with that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had people working on the crowds who had worked on the the battle scenes in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you told me that. I didn't even know that the team there some of them were already had that experience <laughs> on on Lord of the Rings, yeah. But true, it's 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 good when you you can give the indication and every, everybody gets right away uh where what they need to put together yeah i mean it was the only way that we could really get it done yeah. that that amount of work and quite a short you know what was it 16 weeks of of uh, was our production um production period so yeah. it was uh, it was a busy busy yeah. time <laughs> short a lot of short nights there i got to be honest i thought at some point that they were telling us that they were happy with what we were doing just because they were out of time yeah yeah but watching the movie uh totally changed that opinion you know because it was like ah oh, didn't do bad at all <laughs> it's that thing where when you're working on it you're just focused on the things that still need to improve to, to be improved yeah, to yeah. get better not yeah. to be finished yeah. um and there's all everything else that's already done is looking great you kind of not even you're just kind of putting it to one side because you've got to focus on the stuff that still needs to be done but then yeah. when you see it um in a cinema with an audience yeah. 
um you know you get that sense of oh it's actually it worked out okay yeah <laughs> like you said working on the show you look at what needs to improve and you don't see the rest of it one thing that caught me by surprise was uh the portal opening sequence oh, yeah. uh i didn't anticipate that effect at all uh, the reaction I had, not even the people around me, but uh, me included, I was like, oh, wow. But I, I read uh, an interview you gave, and you were saying that you, when you, you were on stage when they were shooting that uh, the portal opening there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was already, <laughs> you, you already got that it was, uh, an, it was going to be a big moment. It's that moment when um, the first portal opens, you know, and... Because you don't know up until that point what's going to happen. Yeah. You think that there's Cat by himself with the whole yeah, yeah. of Thanos' army. It all looks pretty dismal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay. This has the potential to really play incredibly emotionally yeah. strongly. So we have to get this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't make this up. The brief was clear enough for, for us to know exactly uh, what kind of... Um, uh, atmosphere what kind of pace we needed to put in uh, in all of that to, yeah. to make it work so uh yeah it was it was a really good surprise to see how it came together uh in a theater and hearing the people's reaction oh my god oh my goodness man it's phenomenal yeah. i know i mean that's what we're working for the whole time right yeah. we're, we're, we're working on this stuff tell me if it's the same for you for yeah. me in the back of my mind the whole time is this is what I want the audience to 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 react to. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is you're building it for the audience, yeah, yeah. Um, and so when when it does pay off like that, yeah. it, it's incredibly gratifying. <laughs> the uh, the Spider-Man landing shot. We try to to come up with the best way of doing that. So it went through, I think, four animators, and it was never bad. It was just a nut quite right. what I, I thought it should be what you wanted more i remember telling the prod because we were so behind on that shot like three weeks behind yeah yeah and uh yeah i noticed <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not putting the pressure there though <laughs> um but yeah it was like uh i know we are behind uh but it's worth it this one has to be right. What I think about there is the fact that because we we blipped Spidey away yeah, in Infinity yeah. War, so um, so it was on us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to make his return glorious yeah, as well. Yeah. It had to be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it had to be right. That shot is a, a great example of the the reason why I um, enjoyed so much working with uh, Dan and Jen, because their previous was giving us the right idea. But we couldn't follow it properly because, you know, it was that crazy uh, uh, bash of uh, Frankenplate. Well, every character was pretty it? much is in a different plate. Yeah. They were so apart from Drax and Mantis. Yeah. Drax and Mantis are together in their plate. Yeah, yeah. But everybody mental. else. For, I think for essentially for cast availability. Yeah. And, you know, it's not proper motion control, which you wouldn't want it to be because yeah, motion yeah. control just brings a shoot to its knees it's yeah, so yeah, slow yeah. so it's kind of faux motion control yeah. um but that meant that when you came to put everything together yeah. and putting all the plates on cards yeah. and getting it all lined up there wasn't really a great place for spidey to fly into no, frame right? exactly there wasn't exactly. room for him in the yeah. frame and and just telling them um we we're gonna need to 
to change your plate a little bit and them going uh, oh yeah uh, just to make it work make it as awesome as it can be it's um to me that that was really uh, a sense of trust if you look at the continuum of infinity war and endgame yeah. we had um established a really great collaborative working practice with yeah. marvel yeah. and and they had an element of trust in, yeah. in, in us yeah. and um and that meant that we were able to to um, make that really strong contribution to, to the work. It was quite uh, um, uh, something as well to see uh, our own ideas on screen and people, uh, you know, cheering to to that um, something that we did just to hear. I know. I think there's that 25 shot sequence where we essentially did our own cut yeah, and, and we yeah. sent and we sent that yeah, through yeah. and Jeff did that tighten up yeah, pass yeah, yeah. on it and yeah. swapped a couple of things around, but yeah. essentially. It was our cut that went into uh, went into that chunk of the film, yeah. yeah. And uh, when it comes to uh, the Thanos uh, blipping away moment, oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, the way the previous movie ended uh, with, with Thanos in the yurt, yeah, at the end of Infinity War, and, yeah, and glorious and happy yeah. with the sun on on him, and we ended it the same way. Still, Thanos in the sun, sit, sitting down, but this time, looking, looking down and uh, vanishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of conversation went through with uh, the, the the facial animation team just to uh, to sell all the the subtext of uh, uh, Thanos, what he would be thinking, and then told us that it's not so much disbelief; it's like uh, realizing that. He lost, and uh, he's definitely he knows what's coming. Yeah, yeah. and he's kind of like going, uh, "Could I have done anything different here?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. get I get that sense, but then yeah. um, in the end, he's just um, he gives himself up yeah. to it, right? Yeah, yeah. He he just waits for it to happen. And and the time that it takes for him to bleep away uh, uh, against everybody else that bleeped away before, yeah. just to shows how powerful he was against everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he fights it because he's so strong. We went through multiple iterations with the timing. We have a, a version of the blip that's essentially just different colors playing yeah. out over his body, oh, yeah. white, then blue, then red, and it sort of like signifies, you know, when is he going to start to turn to ash and then when is the ash going to start to blow away and there wasn't a lot of time to play with with all this in the end you know but um i was still very keen that there had to be a beat right at the end where he had completely left frame yeah and i think that was important because we had to know that he was really gone and um so there was that moment where there's just the empty battlefield beyond him and we are also part of the story that uh killed Iron Man. Mrs. Stark, can you hear me? Is it for good though? I think it's for good. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, uh, yeah, it looked like he had gone. <laughs> uh, remember I was in uh, in Don Treader, you know, our daily's, um, daily's room. room. Yeah. It was Infinity War and we were just uh, watching the latest cut. I saw Thanos stabbing Iron Man. And I stormed out, like, oh my goodness me, what are they doing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you can't get, kill this man. So I, I didn't know uh, at the time that it wasn't... Uh, fatal. Uh, yeah, it wasn't fatal. Yeah. It was just because when I saw that, I was like, 
it's so shocking. If I'm shocked like this, yeah. and we can make it as shocking as I felt it, that would be, that can that can work pretty well. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's um, it's amazing getting to work on these scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, these scenes that are going to have a lasting legacy, I yeah, think, yeah. in the MCU and in, and in film in general. I mean, Iron Man is like I think that first Iron Man film established yeah. um, the whole of the MCU. Yeah. We didn't work on it, but I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Remember very clearly thinking was shockingly good right? yeah yeah you know uh, uh when you know the past the story of uh, marvel movies it was like yeah let, let's see that and it was mainly because of our dj here you know, yeah uh, and having a chance like you said having a chance to to close that that chapter yeah. uh, working on the shots that are closing it uh you know making him uh, look uh, um done but still, uh, Iron Man was was great. Was great to be part of it. Next time on Unsupervised, we'll be sitting down with animation supervisor Dave Clayton and CG supervisor Mike Perry to talk about their work on Game of Thrones season eight. Thanks for listening.